Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there, and welcome to The Weekly Show. Dan, along with Michael and Rob, on the show that's brought to you by Levi Solicitors, 10% discount is available at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. 10% discount on your legal fees. Thanks to Levi's for their support throughout the season. And we have a great summer special that is out at the minute. You can get a discount on that if you are a TSB Plus member. In it, last minute limbs. That was one of the few highlights of the last season, wasn't it? A celebration of Marcelo, who we'll come on to in just a minute. Oh, stop going on about Bielsa. (laughs) (laughs) Get this bit over and done with so we can talk about Bielsa. The last champions... Um, that's Wilco's team from 30 years ago. The story behind the 1992 remix of Marching On Together as well, which if you've not heard, is well worth looking up. It's kind of a baggy sort of um, housey style. I remember thing. when uh, I first got that record and I played it at the wrong speed. I played it too slowly. So when the commentary <laughs> came in, I thought it was a psychedelic masterpiece that Leeds had re- uh, released in the early 90s. We've got player reviews as well from the season that's just gone and the uh, the story of the walk that we did as well, which has passed £80,000 in charity donations, which is absolutely amazing. So thank you once again thesquareball.net forward slash Gary Speed if you want to donate to that and have a look on the website as well for the summer special. Bielsa, we saw him. Did your heart flutter like mine did when we saw Marcelo? It was it was weird timing. I think um, over the weekend I found myself watching compilations of all the goals of our promotion season and the first season back in the Premier League. I think I was just yearning for some beauty and watched that and thought, bloody hell, we were absolutely spoilt for two years. We basically didn't score a bad goal. They were all absolutely incredible. And then get to Monday and he's on our screens again looking very trim and it was one of those ones where you go oh he looks really well or does he? Or, or is <laughs> no, he does. no I think he does he does does he? I don't know he looks old he is old mind you he's thin but he was too fat before so maybe it's good that he's thin I do wonder if he was stress eating though when he was uh, and living above a sweet shop as well when he was in Weatherby mm. I was uh, going to the supermarket regularly I think that was probably his issue because you got, you're going in hungry I bet as well if he's not got not doing his big shops, so he gets his meals in. He'll have been just going in, then you've kind of walked past the donuts, you're, you're just filling up on all that stuff. Once you've stayed up that late watching football as well, it's just five mm. guys in it, Uber Eats, five guys. <laughs> we um, we did get a little inside information as well, didn't we, over the weekend, from a Morrison's insider, mm-hmm. should we call them, <laughs> who told us what type of tuna um, Marcelo preferred. Big fan of the tuna, always down the fish aisle. Rob, I'll let you have a guess, because we were there, obviously, we picked up the intel. What do you reckon it is that... Uh... I mean, I'm not a big tuner eater. Is it John West? Is that the only No, as in, you're going to go, you can have brine, the spring oh, water, right, okay. the sunflower oil. They're your options, and you can have the drain, all the no-drain stuff. Uh, I'm going to go spring water. 
I don't know what any of this stuff is. I don't <laughs> eat tuna, but no, nor do I. But I am aware I, I, of. I love it. Good. Neither do you eat tuna. No. Yeah. Mm. Don't eat any fish. Mm. Moral issue? Just not like them. Just not keen on them. Oh, fair enough. Tinned food's a bit weird, isn't it? It's a bit wartime. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks the general. Well, you you are you a millennial? Yeah, I think oh, I am. Twat. Um, <laughs> sunflower oil is the short answer. Mm. There you go. In case you're wondering. Um, yeah, wasn't it funny? It was like. Um, it was like seeing an ex on Facebook or something and going, oh, you look well. <laughs> I'm bumping into him. Moving, moving on already, are you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, are you guys ready for him to manage someone else? I don't think I am. I think, do you know what? I think I am because I want him to be happy. Yeah. And I think mm. I like knowing that he's got something to do. That's true. I, I kind of hoped that Leeds would be his last club. I think with it going back as well, you know, I, I wanted to have that shared relationship with Bilbao fans as widows of Bielsa. Mm. And I feel like a, a jilted widow. <laughs> Think how excited they feel at the minute, though, about the prospect mm. of him of him going back in the football that they're going to get to watch. Feel like Bielsa's faked his own death. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. he's got, he's popped up, and you're like, oh, he's got this glamorous life in Brazil. <laughs> but if we've if we've learned anything, it's that everything hen- ends in heartbreak, and you should probably not do anything. Yeah, everything ends badly, doesn't it? Yeah. Eventually, yep. it'd be interesting to see how it does work out for him because it is it's the first time he's gone back. I think. I mean, we should say as well, it's not nailed on it's no. sort of tied to the presidential elections so what's the name of the candidates right uh, oh Iñaki Arecabaleta is yeah. how I'm going to mm-hmm. go for it that's almost entirely wrong probably but and, um, and he said Bielsa will get hired if I win the election but he is the third favourite in mm-hmm. a three horse race so yeah but he's got um, Bielsa now that's true it is a big um, vote winner I suspect and Bielsa had obviously done a hell of a lot of work as well because the presentation which I watched I did watch pretty much all of it despite the fact I understood not a huge amount, but it was quite nice seeing some lead stats up on the screen and yep. you're kind of trying to piece together what is being said and it was, uh, yeah, it was nice. To, it was just nice to hear him talking about Leeds again. It was what? nice to hear his voice, which <laughs> sounds a bit stocky. And we've got the Newcastle pre-season friendly as well. So if this, by some miracle, does happen and he ends up going back there, we could be seeing him at St. James's Park on Saturday the 30th of July. Are you going? Uh, I would have maybe considered it, but I'm, I've got a flight at like 6am the next day, so probably not. A Bilbao away day sounds more glamorous, doesn't it, next season? But there was the line in that that he'd been approached in March of the job and had said, well, the current manager's still there, he's doing a good job, I'll wait and see, to see what decision he made. And the guy has resigned, but Bielsa said that he's watched 90 matches of Bilbao from last season, both first team and academy games. So he's probably already watching Newcastle games from last season, just in case, I think. I do miss him. I do miss him. Although seeing him, I thought, if Marcelo can get himself in shape like that, it's time. Well, no excuse. Look, he's he's you know twenty odd, twenty odd years old. Are you willing older. to let us hold you to this? Maybe. <laughs> How much weight you're going to lose? We'll see. <laughs> okay. Grams, grams. It's yeah. still a weight loss, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Have a haircut. It's, exactly. It's but it's the intent that counts, isn't mm. it? Um, season's finally over. We enjoyed the end of the season. Weird, isn't it? How it's just gone on and on forever with international games that no one gives a shit about until we were really bad at him. Then everyone was a bit. Um, a bit up in arms about the whole thing. Well, speaking specifically here about England versus Hungary, which happened after we recorded last week. So it feels like ancient history now, but that was awful. I didn't mean I didn't watch it because we were in here recording with Skylights, weren't we, at the time? Mm. Um, which was probably for the best, but not good that. And Calvin had an absolute stinker. Oh, well, I find it too hard to care. I do feel slightly vindicated for saying while we were doing really well in the Euros that I didn't think Southgate was a very good manager. Um <laughs> even though at the time all evidence was pointing to the fact maybe he was doing quite a good job. So thankfully, thank God I was right after all. <laughs> Unqualified for the job, get a proper manager in. And Mark Rocker now confirmed a sign. We knew it was going to be the case anyway. 
last week when we recorded. That one is, is over the line. He seems happy anyway. Does anyone else struggle with his name? I always want to call him Marco Rocca. Yeah. Yeah, Marco's tempting. Moscow in his first propaganda email just called him Mark Rocca, Roger, I think, <laughs> for the whole thing before realising it's Mark Rocca. But yeah, consider again, all these players that we've signed this summer, Aronson aside, because we'd heard about him for six months. I've only seen him for about a week, but I've gone, yeah, okay, I quite mm. like these guys. I think what happens with Phillips probably determines a lot about how Rocker is viewed because as things stand, it's Phillips and him and he's the club are very much pushing the line that it's not the Phillips replacement. Mm. Um, but if Phillips were to go, then it, it leaves him a little bit more exposed, doesn't it? Mm. Depends who comes in then though, doesn't it, I guess. I did chuckle at the um, the idea that Junior Furpo has been talking <laughs> up the club and the fans <laughs> like Junior. God, I hope you've not been reading stuff online. <laughs> what did we give him on the um, the player ratings? I can't remember now. Oh, yeah, on so the, over on the extra ball? On the extra ball, we've we've ranked the players according to Rob. You did the Beaufort scale, which is win strength. You did 1 to 17. Mm-hmm. I did the Nando's Perry scale. Can't remember. I think I went Lemon and Herb. Yeah, I think he was, did he get four or five? I can't, he was mm-hmm. one above Rodrigo. Yeah, I was going to say, he wasn't the worst. No. Which is something, I guess. Is that is that <laughs> the best thing Junior Ferber <laughs> has to say? They said I wasn't the worst player. Yeah, well, if he's talked it up, then good on Junior, as long as he's good as well. Yeah, and he said the usual things about, you know, it's incredible club, atmosphere, stadium, history, all that sort of stuff. Training ground. Well, they don't say training ground anymore, do they? I feel like now we're signing players from, from Bayern mm. Munich and stuff. It's, they don't, they're not quite as blown away by it, whereas when we were picking up players who've been at South End or whatever, they'd come in and be like, fucking hell, you've got AstroTurf. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Had a swimming pool. Even when Chilino drained the swimming pool. It's like, yeah. bloody hell. The fact it got one now. <laughs> yeah. I managed to upset Fabrizio Romano, which feels like an achievement. I Just to fill you in on this, I just quote tweeted him because he got in there about 30 seconds before the embargo was lifted on the science. It was 5.15, wasn't it? It was announced. Mm-hmm. And I think Romano tweeted at, I think, 5.14. <laughs> so he broke the embargo by like a minute. So I just, I quote tweeted him and put absolute tap in. And he sent a shitty DM, didn't he? <laughs> like on, on he Twitter. Should we read it out? It? Let's read it. I'll read it out verbatim. Lee Sobot would never break a, uh, an embargo, <laughs> would he? Um, Sticking resolutely to the the fact that um, thing he had not signed. Nice to see biscuit. Nice to see your hate, mate. At least you're consistent. And then he's put that um, crying, laughing emoji. Have a nice day. And then he's put another sort of emoji style thing, like he's put the colon and the bracket to do a smiley face. It's the classic internet angry face, like seething behind the laughter, isn't it? <laughs> Just like, go outside, Fabrizio. Fuck's yeah. sake. He must, summer. Get, he must get a loss, a lot worse hate as well. I was going to say, you saying it's a tapping. I know, because it was a tapping. Okay. It was. It's, it, like you say, and that's what he does a lot of the time. He's, he's getting just, something in a minute before other people for no purpose whatsoever. It's a great grift, though. He's got nearly 9 million followers mm. and has become a, like a person of huge influence. I'm sure he's got some connections, but come on, Fabrizio. <laughs> Where's the sense of humor? I did say. Uh, Take it easy to him. Um, it was just a soft joke. Give our love to Deco, smiley face. He hasn't replied. Oh, well. Speaking of transfers then, it's still hanging around like a bad smell, the whole Calvin thing, isn't it? I'm not fond of this at the minute. He looked like he was having a nice time at Liam Cooper's wedding though. He did. Yeah, for anybody who's not seen this, then what, what's the photographic evidence we've seen? We've seen a, a wedding in Ibiza, I think it is, isn't it? Uh, yes, all the stars are there. Yeah. The guest list is quite something. Pablo yeah. Hernandez as well, with, which, which is nice to see Pablo back in the fold. That was, well, lots of former Leeds legends there. Calvin, obviously, is still a current Leeds legend, but you've got Ailing, you've got Forshaw, and uh, Scott Wooden has made an appearance there. Didn't he once nearly kill Liam Cooper? Yeah, I, I can only assume he's he's going to end up chinning him on the dance floor or something. Mm-hmm. At the, uh, him at the altar. <laughs> at the reception. But yeah, Scott Wooden popping up on the pictures. 
I had to double check it was him. I had to confer with people, be like, is this, is this what I'm thinking? He's done uh, well to get an invite there, hasn't he? Mm, yeah, you'd think so, but you know, maybe the close bonds formed in that dark time. What do you reckon to this Calvin stuff then? Just returning to that. Looks like he's probably going to go somewhere. I mean, the links are Man City and PSG. I guess either of them you can kind of take. If it's Villa, you're a bit more annoyed by it, aren't you? But either of them, fine, I suppose. PSG's a weird one because with Rafinha, for instance, I quite like the idea of him going abroad and not staying in the Premier League. I think it would hurt to see him play for another Premier League club. But I don't really want to see Calvin go to PSG because I feel like everyone that ends up there turns into a knobhead, basically, mm-hmm. which I, I, can't, I just can't see him fitting in with Neymar and Mbappe and all those and all the kind of glamour of it. He's still got that cheeky Leeds boy face hasn't he which I don't want him to lose ever <laughs> my first thought though with that was ah stalking horse that one like Radrazan he's spoken to his mate NASA because he owns PSG mm. doesn't he? he said listen we've only really got Man City bidding for Calvin so can you just you know put a bid in <laughs> <laughs> we won't accept it promise yeah just you know <laughs> offer to pay 70 million or whatever and we'll do whatever we need to do my mate once did that it's at awful, unit, it? <laughs> where he, uh, he got me to bid on a jacket he was selling on eBay but I bid on it and ended up winning it, which <laughs> didn't really work out. <laughs> uh, would Calvin Phillips play regularly for Man City is the question posed by uh, by Robbie Savage. I don't think he would. All right, Jack Greenwich, he's the more expensive race player on the million. He's going to play for Man City on a regular basis. But I'm looking at Rodney and the Bruyne. I, I get it. If Henry Ingram's leaving me back, you know, I think Calvin Phillips is going to take Man City's Champions League. No, I don't. No, I think he's going to Man City play on the start. Yeah, I do. Yep. So that's what he had to say about it. Excellent. I don't know if you want to pick anything out of that in particular. I enjoyed the bit where he went, right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all of it. That's all of it. I mean, the other he thing... sounded with, like the guy from Police Academy, one for the kids uh, there. Yeah. yeah. The other thing with Man City is now we're, the, we're getting some of their players, apparently. Um, Jim, the, James McAtee and Romeo Lavia. Mm. Lavia? Lavia. Either way. Either way. Um, I mean, they both seem good. All of Man City young players are dead good, aren't they? That's the thing. But yeah, McAtee was uh, not even a striker and scores absolutely loads of goals. So we'll have him because I don't know if you've heard. It's useful. <laughs> useful. Scoring the old goals. Yep. Mm-hmm. These these both fit your uh, sign thousands of midfielders just to get through the season. They do, yeah. Both mid- different types of midfield. I think Lavier is meant to be a more defensive player. I'll be perfectly honest. I've not seen either of them play. <laughs> and it, it would feel like a little bit of quid pro Aside quo. Aside from YouTube. It would feel like a little bit of quid pro quo if we managed to steal one of their good youngsters whilst they're stealing our you know, dueling our crown kind of thing. But like when we got Danny Pugh. <laughs> We've got a bright future to look forward to. Then. You know, they get, the, they get the star, but we get the, the hot young prospect. The potential. Who will probably go on to be so much better. The old um, Rafinha to Arsenal rumour, that's a little bit, that hurts, doesn't it? He's not going to want to go, is he? No, it doesn't seem to make any sense, does it? I was reading, because I think it was yesterday on Monday, Brazilian media were reporting that it was close to being done. But then on the same day, David Ornstein who's the athletics transfer guru and he's very good on Arsenal, was saying that they couldn't fund a move until they sell Pepe. But even so, you think, why? You know, they're not even in the Champions League, are they? Mm. It doesn't quite seem to make sense. The thing I'm worried about is that Scum are going to ruin it for us basically by paying Barcelona loads of money for Frankie de Jong, which might then enable them to sign Rafinha. But having said that, Barcelona have signed two players on free transfers, which they haven't been able to register they're supposedly wanting to sign Robert Lewandowski from Bayern Munich, who Bayern Munich have already replaced by signing Mane. And it's all very confusing. It seems like Rafinha's actually holding up a lot of the transfer market here. But you'd be probably, I'd be better with him going to Barcelona than staying in the Premier League because he's ours yeah. in the Premier League. He doesn't belong to anyone else. Yeah, I think so. And and he 
wants the Barcelona move, doesn't he? Yeah. If he goes, if he goes to Arsenal, like because I mean, it, you know, they are ahead of us. We have to be honest in terms of they are in some European competition, aren't they? Will it be Europa League next year? I think the Europa League, yeah. And they've got a chance, I guess, with Rafinha of getting in the Champions League. Although I'm never overly convinced by Arteta, and I'm not sure how much money they're hoping to raise from selling Pepe either, because. I won't want him no. <laughs> for free to be perfectly honest if you offered him I'd be like mm, nah I'll, I'll see what these Man City kids are like instead thank you just not, while we're talking him. about um, top level European footballers and PSG graduates you see um, Jean-Kevin Augustin got mm. his big move to uh, Baal in Switzerland <laughs> he did didn't he yes uh, a, a free transfer mm. another one yeah up against Berardi next year mm. see what he makes of him quite possibly I was looking up old Kev to try and work out what's happening with his career and I think I, I checked this on a couple of sites because I thought this can't be right but I think he's played 170 minutes of first team league football since he signed him it's gone well hasn't it which isn't which isn't very many he's played some cup games but yeah 174 first team league minutes three and a half years since he played a full 90 yeah. in, the, in the league yeah his right. last his last league goal was September 2018 which is an awful long time ago for it's a strike it's mad that you get a move still really isn't it yeah, to be just showing someone some three-year-old YouTube videos, going, "This is me, by the way." I know it. I know it doesn't look like me, but it is me. Promise you. Yes, I mean, good luck to him. Maybe, or maybe you should have tried harder. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on whose account you um you read, doesn't it? He just seems, he's a good footballer on Instagram anyway. He's always posting training videos and stuff of him. He goes on a treadmill sometimes. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In terms of people coming the other way then, should we have a rattle through the tittle-tattle from this week? Adama Traore, that one still stinking the place out, that rumour, isn't it? The fee goes down every time. Yeah. He's linked on the plus side. I think it was 40 million last summer, wasn't it? Was the... Not because he's getting worse, maybe. Mm. <laughs> there would be something inherently funny about having Dan James and Adama Traore in the same side, wouldn't there? We, I mean, just them as targets are like the never-ending transfer rumours that won't go mm. away. I feel like if we get them to and then have Ryan Kent as well, and then we can never sign another footballer <laughs> ever again. 
I mean, there are times I've thought Traore was good, I have to say. But is he one of those just looks good against us? Because for some reason, we can't defend against that type of player. Because most evidence points to the fact that he's not brilliant, even though I would like the spectacle of having a, such a large, greasy man playing for us. <laughs> uh, Tyler Adams is another link that uh, keeps popping up. 23-year-old central midfielder from RB Leipzig. Can't see a problem with that, can you? I mean, he, he knows Jesse. He doesn't know the club, but he does know the manager. Worked with him at um, New York and Leipzig, hasn't he? However, however briefly that was. Another midfielder, so yes, it's a yes from me. There's a good YouTube account, I think it's called Watke, W-A-T-K-E, and it's a funny analysis of US soccer, and he analyses Tyler Adams' game, and he just basically says he sort of stands in the middle of the pitch and the ball just hits him and ricochets <laughs> off in different directions, and that's sort of the Red Bull model. Mm. And I think if you watch like the Leeds-Palace game, for instance, from towards the end of the season... You can see him fitting into that team, actually doing that job quite well, because that's all that happened in that game. Uh, alternatives on that theme, then Mo Kamara, who's uh, um, he's at Salzburg, isn't he? This one, yeah, um, another another Red Bull player going in there and absolutely destroying the whole village, <laughs> pillaging the whole thing. Their, their business model is built on this, though, isn't it? Yeah, you, you sign a load of players, you make them better, you flog them on, and then the whole thing goes around again. I think, as far as I can work out with this one, it was similar to the Danny Ings one last week, where. Mo Kamara has been linked with other clubs and Leeds Life have written a piece saying, oh, if Leeds want a midfielder, maybe they should look at him. He's a Red Bull player. And then that gets regurgitated elsewhere as mm. Leeds are in for this Mo Kamara guy. Other midfielders, Sander Burge from uh, Sheffield United. Yep, love him as well. Midfielder. <laughs> yep, sign him. Uh, not midfielders. Well, if you move, don't move past Phil Jones if we're talking midfielders because he's a guy who can play anywhere. Yeah. He, was, he was linked in a marker story as a, as a target. As one of our, they had a, an interested list which included um, included Phil Jones alongside Batshuayi, who's still at Chelsea. I was <laughs> confused to discover, um, but Callum Wendo, who's the PSG player, and Castellanos is the New York City guy we've been linked with before, and Dest at Barcelona. But yes, Phil Jones on that list was a, a bit of a shocker. Have you watched um, Callum Wendo of PSG Fames? Have you seen his YouTube highlights? Really? Very good on YouTube. Talk me through it. Loads of goals. Yeah, scoring is, is it all, all, all compacted into a shot. Yeah, video to some good music, and he looks dead good on it. What type of music is it? Hip hop, or is it some sort of breakbeat thing? I think it was like because it grimy, is it dancey? Not my sort of thing. Is yeah. what I would what I would take from it. He was already wearing a lead shirt on the uh, still that <laughs> I saw. So is he already signed? Of course. Do you remember the days when you could sign a player without seeing them photoshopped needlessly into a shirt <laughs> beforehand? Yes, and uh, Nathan Collins from Burnley seems a bit cheeky. They want twenty five million for him. I mean. Is this all just off the back of him scoring a really good goal the other night? <laughs> it was a really good goal. I mean, he's, he's only been there, what, is it a year or something? He's, mm. he's been at Burnley from Stoke. Well, I had no idea they'd pay 12 million quid for him because I thought Burnley didn't spend any money and that's what Dyke was always complaining about. But signing a 12 million pound player from Stoke, bold move. But I mean, do we don't really need a centre-back, do we? Unless nah. we're selling someone. Phil Hay wrote a piece of the Athletics sort of going through the squad and each player's contract position and whether they might leave or whether Leeds might strengthen in that area. And he was saying that centre-half, I think the line was that they, the club categorically think there won't be any uh, incoming recruitment there because they've got four senior international centre-halves, mm. well, strike side, and then uh, two good young players in Cresswell and uh, Hjelda. So I'd be very surprised if we were to then spunk 25 million quid on the centre-half. So we're seeing Phil Jones as a midfielder. Yeah, holding midfielder, I think. Well, holding yeah. midfielder, yeah. The, new, the, um, engine room. the new Bremner. Yes, in Some many ways. Say. I was going to say the Phillips replacement. <laughs> God, can you imagine how depressing that would be? <laughs> Uh, I'm glad this one's over because I'm sick of reading about this one as well. Young defender, Calvin Ramsey, the Aberdeen right back. The link with this gone to Liverpool. 
what's he seeing it? He's not, he's not getting ahead of Trent, is he? No, but then he's not getting ahead of um, Rasmus, is he? So I just called him Trent like I was playing FIFA, and I want to apologise <laughs> for that because he's Trent Alexander Arnold. He just felt like a lot of syllables to say, but now I've said them now, so it's too late. He's um, Ramsey's cost Liverpool. I think the fee is six point five million quid, which seems an awful lot for a young player. When in comparison to the Christensen deal, we got an international who's twenty four years old or whatever for mm. ten million quid. I feel like for what the squad needs this summer, we've probably done all right out of that. Mm. Yeah, it's true. We need someone who's going to play 30-odd games, mm. don't we, probably? So, fine, have him. It's um, been a couple of years since we... You know, the, the Danny Welbeck rumour, for the benefit of you, if you didn't see or hear when we did this, we decided on the show, didn't we? We said, let's start a rumour, and we landed. And this was when we were in the championship still, mm-hmm. wasn't it? So, and the rumour was, somebody who was plausible that we might sign, and we said, Danny Welbeck. And it, lo and behold, it took on a life of its own and became a rumour, didn't it? And then he appeared in the Merrion Centre, one of the shopping centres in Leeds, bizarrely, which kind of fuelled this room hugely. Should we do it again? I don't see why not. Who are you going for? I'm going to give credit to uh, James Chadwick, who's someone who came on the uh, on the walk we did for this one. He has suggested that Daniel Sturridge would be a good option because he's still only 32. We need a striker, Premier League experience, free agent. Why not? So Daniel Sturridge to sign for Leeds. We, just, we need like a tenuous link of has he played with anyone at Leeds or... Um, I don't know actually on that on that front. Well, we could do some research on that. Maybe as this starts to gather momentum next week, mm. we'll he follow pl- it up. He played at Liverpool with James Milner, didn't he? So yes. Milner must have been in his. Ear so he's visited. He's out. visited Milner Towers in Horsforth. Yeah, liked it. Liked the city centre. Yeah, needs a club. We need a striker. Yeah, and he's looking to get his career back on track probably after his his failed move. He's been to Australia. It's not really worked out for him. But he's he's a player who's got the quality, isn't he? And if you've if he can get a good coach who believes in him again, then I, I see no reason he, you know, he can't go on to big recreate his of, Liverpool form. Yeah, big fan of uh, Mark Viduka growing up, I think, as well. Yeah, do you reckon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so that's the rumour then, is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's, ha- it's not a rumour, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I saw him um, at Weatherby Services the other day. What was he buying? Um, medical stuff to get himself ready. Yeah. <laughs> Bandages, uh, tapes. Maybe a sausage roll from Greg's as well for a bit of... Mm-hmm. Bit of fuel, bit of sustenance. Um, Granite Xhaka. Did we mention this? I've not gone back to listen to it, but I'm sure we mentioned the fact that Xhaka was being weird in this game and getting <laughs> it and like just being a dickhead, just getting himself booked for time wasting. Turns out the look, the, uh, the the National Crime Agency are looking into it because mm-hmm. there was fifty odd grand put on him getting a booking in the last ten minutes. No indication so far that he's done anything wrong. And you have to also weigh it against the fact that it's Xhaka and he is a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, he's weird in every game. It wasn't just against us. Yeah. So yeah it's just interesting though that that, that that happened. We'll watch that one with keen interest and say no more. Uh, fixtures are out. Have you seen those? Mm. Mm, playing everyone twice, etc. Yeah. Uh, there's no horrific run in it, is there? I mean, again, this is not new news, but everything sort of happens just after we've released podcasts. <laughs> uh, but, but you don't look at any of that and go, oh, that's a bit tough. Apart from the actual final running. Even the final running. Yeah. So what? <laughs> it's not that bad is it it's I'm, not that bad I'm quite happy that uh, Everton at home are in August so Lampard mm. should still be in a job by then because it's been a long time hasn't it since he's yeah, been he, back at Ellen Road he will get dogs abuse so. <laughs> mm. I think we should we should put a shit in the dressing room for him <laughs> for his arrival this time <laughs> just to make up for the one he left but or yeah. someone in the Derby County group left mm. last time uh, yeah, it's quite a soft start though I would say I'm, I'm relatively pleased it looks like we should be able to get some wins or Jesse will be sacked by October if we haven't got some wins. <laughs> well, it does give him a chance to sort of get some points on the board because yeah. his whole reign is, is going to be 
judged on basically August and September, isn't it? People are going to know by the time we get around to October, they're going to go, this guy is either some good or not any good mm-hmm. because no one's got any patience anymore, least of all me. <laughs> but yeah, you look at of the first four home games, Wolves, Everton and Forest are probably games you need to target for wins, aren't they? If you're going through where your points are likely to come from in the season and then away at Southampton and Brighton and Brentford all seem softish as well. So. Was it you said to me, Michael, or was it off air? I can't remember. Maybe said... It's funny, isn't it, when you look at the fixtures written down, like none of them seem as hard. You know, there's no points on the board. Was it you said <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, I was. I think it was when we were just recording Phil or something, or after before Skylights or something. Yeah, I was just saying when there's not the pressure of knowing we need to win games, you look at it and you go, oh, "Okay, yeah, I can see there's I can see there's points in that." Whereas at the end of last season, you were going well, Brighton at home with no chance there, absolutely <laughs> no chance. Yeah, well, it's funny because I, I look at that fixture list and I I think, well, if we need, well, we, we said it with nine wins keeps you up. You can see sort of 10 wins out of that pile of fixtures, can't you, surely, no? Yeah. I mean, at this stage of the season, I can see 10 wins by like the end of October, so it doesn't work <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, a strong start is, is really needed. And hit the ground running with confident new players and everything will be fine. It'd, it'd just be nice to see the system looking like it's working, wouldn't it? Whatever the system is going to look like. Yeah. And we've made a good start on the transfers, haven't we? So there's there isn't going to be the excuse of not having the players to do it anymore. This will be Marsh's team by the time we get to the start of the season. Mm. Yeah, I think a good start as well kind of puts some distance between the two areas almost. It kind of feels like a new thing if it is a new team with new players. I mean, going back to the transfers, of all the players that we're linked with, I am slightly concerned that a left-back isn't one of them. And it all Mm. seems to be around a striker and a central midfielder. But that can wait for me to hound Junior Fairpo later in the year. Which fixture do you think you're going to see more bonfires at? Bournemouth at home on November the 5th bonfire night or Bournemouth away bank holiday weekend in April oh, bless the, them they're in the the, flat the, about I should say the, the bonfire was a, a hallmark of the, the away trip in 1990 for anybody not old enough to, to have witnessed that it was uh, it all got a little bit out of hand at one stage uh, yeah they're not they're really unhappy about it I mean it does seem like quite a stupid idea I mean quite <laughs> apart from what happened 32 years ago it is it does seem like a, a bit of a silly idea but I don't know what do you think that'd be fine just play it. Get on with it. It was thirty years ago, and it's not like thirty years ago when there were there was it was a massive promotion at stake, and every, everyone went down. If you haven't got a ticket for Bournemouth away, you're probably just not going to bother going, are you? Mm. And the away in there, we get about one thousand eight hundred tickets or something poxy, don't we? At Bournemouth, it's going to be a shit location. Is it even that much? Because I can't remember. It's a crap little ground. So their um their capacity is only about eleven and a half. Mm. I, just, I, don't, I don't actually. Well, know. If the seats were taken out, you might be able to fit more people. in. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a, a renovation option. Preemptively <laughs> arrive with the bomb before. Sorry, Banner. Yeah, um, get out from the uh, the town hall vaults. Anything that you're looking forward to in particular on this fixture list? All the games, yep. all the football <laughs> matches that yep. we've got to play. Excellent. <laughs> Forest not at Christmas. That was a big surprise, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did fully expect. I expected either first home game midweek. No, I mentioned you don't have midweek fixtures do you? in the uh, in the Premier League. There are only I think three midweek. Um, rounds of fixtures and we've got obviously a World Cup in the middle of it to, to yeah, deal with that's the main thing that jumps out about just how annoying that is mm. stupid stupid bloody tournament wedged in the middle oh well and then we come back and we get dicked by Man City <laughs> just, <laughs> I, you know, I just saw that fixture I thought oh god although <laughs> I mean look, looking at those and I think it was it on the, over on the Phil Hay show that I mentioned this or did I just say it off air I can't remember but like you look at like Tottenham away they're going to have quite a number of internationals who are all going to want to go off to the World Cup so Harry Kane's not going to be trying and then Man City, I think I described it as all their show ponies. They'll just be coming back. They'll be tired. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll beat them as well. 
Okay. okay. I think if, if there is a good time to play Man City at home, that might be it when people have been completely out of the groove and away on internationals. I, I seem to remember we made this argument for playing scum on the opening day of last season saying, oh, if you, they've got better players than us, but catch them cold on the opening day. <laughs> what I'm saying is if things go well, then it was a good time to play them. If they don't go well, it was a bad time to play them. That will be true of all the games, I would say. But do, do you agree that there maybe is a tiny crumb of comfort in that? That they're only going to be coming back from Qatar, a lot of them, probably like in the week before that. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it is really wedged in. Normally, there's a lot of padding around a World Cup, isn't there? With um, a quite a decent gap before and afterwards. This is just straight from league games into into a training camp for a, for a World Cup. So it's unusual. So God knows what it'll do. I'm I'm kind of hoping the season as a whole is just less chaotic because last year you had all the COVID postponements as well, and that really messed up the league table, which was made it impossible to look at at points because Burnley had a few games in hand and then they were all wedged in towards the end and you were kind of chalking them up as wins and we had to play some games with children on the bench and it just the whole thing felt horribly stretched last season so just something a bit more normal mm-hmm. At what point are you going to hate the Premier League? Um, I'm looking start of October Villa at home Palace away there's something about Palace away where I, I just don't like it I think we got spanked there in the first season back didn't we and then it was an awful game mm. uh, last season there's just something about Palace away that makes me see the reality of the Premier League for what it is I think, oh, it's a bit naff isn't it Southampton away was grim last year as well and that's August 13th so I'm going to go with that I am on holiday for that game that's when I'm away so I will just pretend that's not happening <laughs> good move very good move <laughs> excellent and yeah just looking down like the dates for the the various cup competitions that doesn't seem too badly our in, FA Cup game impacted. when's that going to be uh, our FA Cup game will be played the weekend of the 6th to the 9th of January which is in its usual uh, slot we need a, uh, a buttercup alternative don't we we will come up with something else a head to head competition yeah um, that by the way over on the extra ball great fun an unexpected final held in Prestatin which makes sense when you listen to it so is that everything then for this week I think that rounds up just about everything does it not I've not mentioned Jason Pierce retiring Leeds United speaking of Leeds United Former legendary defenders after Scott Wotton, an actual club captain in Jason Pierce, has retired from Charlton. Charlton, right. He's 34 years old. He said he wanted to play to lose 35. And Charlton basically said, well, if you want to stay here, you can be a coach and you're not playing. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, could v- have got a, he could have got another club. Vote of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to stay. Mm, you don't have to. <laughs> don't feel obliged, Jason. Well, he was fine for us, wasn't he? Some of the time. Yeah, there was that time he left the tag on his shirt. Mm-hmm. Hillsborough and we got beat 6-0 that was good that, that wasn't great no hey lads we're going to have to wrap it up I've just uh, just seen my phone and Daniel Sturridge's agent has just texted me <laughs> Oh, saying can you come and meet us have a chat and let us know about houses in the area mm-hmm. and that so we'll should we so he's, he's moving to Leeds but we'll be living in Bradford yeah that's the exclusive kind of choice of Bradford or Ponte it was good enough for Jermaine Beckford when he, he was at Bradford? Leeds he did he lived down at Appley Bridge yeah in, the, in the, one of the flats in the mill down there by the canal is that posh bradford yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah anyway with that in mind let's go investigate the uh the right move market and we'll uh we'll be back next week yeah we'll see you in a bit the square ball podcast hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.